0: John Lee. of God and its glorious season of Advent. It seems like everything is just a little bit more joyful. Just a little bit sharper and our clarity of what you have done for us. How richly you have blessed us in every way. So now as part of our worship to you as we give all of you how of you have blessed us with. We pray that you will Help us to use this so others can know the joy and the hope and the grace of your Son, Lord Jesus Christ. And in his holy, powerful name we pray. Amen. I uh, should be pleased to Holy. Text me and uh, he told us this. He said, This will be the only infographic visit with clowns, ponies, and a jump jump. <laughs> I'm so sure good with ponies. On the ground. In the gospels on several occasions, Jesus let children come to Him. And even sometimes the adults say, get away, do bring those kids. And what Jesus is. He takes them up in his arms, His the Bible says that he blesses them. Let the children come to me. Don't hinder them. For to such belongs the kingdom of heaven. And that is one of the reasons that we celebrate him in baptism in the United Methodist Church that we celebrate this life. We also pray for the parents, it's an opportunity for us to the church family. Pray for days later. They'll raise little habits and know Jesus Christ himself to come to, to That's the power of The Psalms that tells us that the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting into everlasting upon those who fear. And his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant, and remember to do his commandments. So today it's and and I've been looking at her. It. She's sort of a fond of a I think. She's be beautiful and fair. So go ahead and keep moving so we wake up. for this congregation, before the Lord, I ask you, that you therefore accept that your bounden duty and privilege to live or have their life in the comes of God? To exercise all the care that you should be brought up in the Christian faith, and that you should be taught the Holy Scriptures and that. that learn to give reverence and attendance upon the private and public worship of God. So will. you endeavor to, to keep her under the ministry and guidance of the church until she, by the power of God, shall accept for her gifts of salvation? And then be confirmed as a full cool and responsible member. We and ask you because I'm fixing to bring Hattie down and let her see her new family. But do you as a congregation accept the responsibility of assisting Jay and Claire in fulfillment of this baptismal vow? And do you undertake to provide facilities and opportunities for Christian nurture and fellowship? If so, we will by God's grace. We will by God's grace. <coughs> a couple of weeks ago, when Vicki. Uh, the baptism of her granddaughter Amelia. The pastor took water, and we decided to do it as a powerful symbol this morning. And very likely, we'll continue to do this. It is a beautiful reminder, of the symbol in the Bible that God reminds us of our cleansing, of our purity, and of grace He gives to us in the washing of our sins.
1: Again, Jacob said that His name will be called Jesus, for He will save His people from their
0: thank God and celebrate for his cleansing and His watch as we celebrate. We'll have this class. <laughs> the first time i had a mother in her with such a witness of love and affirmation we place them in place of your loving, perfect grace. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for this moment. I miss
1: How would you make of you this morning?
0: Good morning. How are you? I was wondering if y'all know any Christmas songs, Christmas carols. And you, what's your favorite? We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas to the great ones. Anybody else have a song they like, a at Christmas time? There are lots of wonderful carols. Like joy to the world, and the park, the girl thing, thing, and they remind us of the reason that we are celebrating, that we are celebrating Jesus' birth. Well, this morning I want to tell you about when Mary, Jesus' mother, found out that she was going to have a baby. The angel came and told her that she would have a baby, and that he would be God's son. And Mary ran to tell her cousin because she wanted to share the exciting news with someone. And she was so overcome with joy that she said these words: my, my soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for He has been mindful of the humble state of His servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is His name. Those words that Mary spoke have been made into into music and made into songs for Christmas time. And they remind us of how overjoyed she was that she was going to be the mother of baby Jesus. This Christmas, it reminds us too, the songs remind us of the joy and the love that is shared with us at Christmas. On the fourth Sunday, which is today, Sunday right before Christmas, we lit the candle of love reminder that God sent his son, his only son, to die for us. And he sent him as a baby. As a baby, Jesus at Christmas. Let's bow our heads and have a word of grace. Father, we are thankful for your gift of love. We rejoice with Mary for the great things that you have done for us. We give thanks to you this Christmas for the birth of Jesus Christ. Amen. And this time we'll go to Children's Church, Church in the Art for Craftswriting begin room 102 at this morning. Thank you. <coughs> say those and look back at how the young ones have grown, how things have changed. I love them all. Absolutely love them all. You know, it's interesting to me because with all the hype about (coughs) biblical correctness, of them still said, Merry Christmas. And you know, that's such, such a joyful greeting. How can you say Merry Christmas without it being shown just a little bit? I don't think there's anything more contagious than the joy of a Christian when they are filled with the love of God. And that's the way it should be. Because as Christians, we have the joy of Christ in us, especially when we are celebrating his birth. But lately, lately it seems that a lot of people have been letting and allowing others To steal some of this joy that we should be feeling during the season. Is joyfully celebrating Christ. I think we have missed something, though, when we become more upset about someone that refuses to say Merry Christmas than we are the fact that he could be or she could be someone that is lost and eternally damned and condemnation. Where are our priorities here? Is it over what somebody says happy holidays? Or are we really concerned about their soul during this time? I think that we need to understand that we should not get mad at this society, at this culture, who doesn't understand Christmas. See, they can't take away our joy of this season. I don't care how hard they try; They can't do it if we don't let them. Instead of being stressed out over what society has made Christmas, let's go back to the very beginning of Christmas, that very first Christmas. And let's understand and recapture the joy of that Christmas and see what a merry Christmas is all about. by like looking at an online Christmas.
1: This young mother of Jesus understood,
0: I think, more than a lot of us, what Christmas is really all about. Little background here: we know Mary was probably around 12, 14 years of age, because at 12 years of age is when the Hebrew society said that the woman, the girl, should be betrothed to a man. Now she wouldn't move in with him yet, because there was a period of engagement, while the man would work to earn a dowry. Of Jacob and Rachel. Depending on the man's wealth, was how long it took him to work up for the dowry. After the dowry was paid, she would move in with him. Now, it was during this engagement period that the angel of Gabriel told Mary she would give birth to a child who would be the long awaited Son, the Savior of all mankind. Now, I'm sure Mary was confused by this message. I know i would sure she'll be. But this young girl gave us some of the most powerful verses in all of Scripture. One of these is when she answered Gabriel by saying, Behold, the bond slave of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. And then left on a trip to visit her cousin Elizabeth, who was also pregnant. Now, I'm not sure about this. I mean, it would surprise me if Claire, when she first found out she was pregnant, just up and decided to leave, drag, and go on a three-day trip across Sand Mountain somewhere. It never occurred to me to do that. Mm-hmm. But this is what Mary did. She up <laughs> and left, and went to see Elizabeth. But why? Well, it might have had something to do with Gabriel came down and told Mary that she was going to be having a child. But the angel did not tell Joseph at this point. Joseph heard it from Mary. And I don't care how carefully she chose her words, this would have been a rather hard line to swallow. Did Joseph send Mary away while he arranged for the divorce to take place? Then Mary just decided to leave, because Joseph didn't believe her, and she needed to go somewhere safe. Somewhere, maybe an older relative's house, that she could kind of sort things out and think about these things. Maybe Mary left, because she was just scared. In the Hebrew society, an unwed mother, pregnant mother, the best that would happen she would have been sold into slavery. And the worst is that she would have been stolen to death. Whatever the reason, Mary left to go see Elizabeth. Scholars think saying that this trip took about three days. We don't know the exact place where that and Elizabeth lived, but they think it takes about three days. But just think about this. One minute, she was planning a wedding to Joseph. And the next minute, she does not quite know what's going on. She's headed to see Elizabeth. Three whole cool days to think about what has just taken place. Three whole cool days to think, to worry, to surmise, to question. You think she might have been asking God some of the same questions that we ask when things don't go the way we have planned them? Did I hear you right, God? Was that really? God, this is such a wonderful thing. This, this Savior of all mankind is such a wonderful thing. Why, why didn't you tell Joseph? Why didn't you tell the whole village? And that way we would all be celebrating together. Why, God? Why did you do it this way? Mary finally arrives at Elizabeth's home. And as soon as Elizabeth heard Mary say hi, little John the Baptist And Elizabeth would jump for joy. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. I wonder if this was the first time she had felt little John had died. As soon as she started hearing Mary see, Elizabeth being filled with the Holy Spirit starts talking about how blessed Mary is. And at that moment, All those days of anxious worry, wondering what was going to happen to her and to her baby. At that moment, all of that changed. All that was gone. It was replaced by a feeling of freedom, of completely believing and trusting in God. Have you ever been so worried about something that actually made you sick to your stomach? And then when you thought it just couldn't get any worse, all of a sudden, God gives you a sign. He gives you a sign that, yes, I have always been here with you. I am still with you now. I've been with you all along. This is when we truly say, it doesn't matter that he's gone. And this is what Mary did. The verses of praise are called the Magnificat because Mary starts by proclaiming, My soul magnifies the Lord. Her soul, the depth of her existence, everything she is, everything in her being is praising God. If only we could worship like this young girl is worshiping. I'd like for us to read these verses in Luke chapter 1. Verses 46 through 55. I want you to listen to her heart as she is pouring this out to her God in praise. Mary said, "My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for He has looked with favor on the lowliness of His servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed." Them to the rich the he has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham, and to his descendants forever. Amen. I want to emphasize just a few points that we can take from this beautiful song of praise that Mary had. Mary said, My soul magnifies the word. When you look at a word study, the word magnify also means amplify. You know what an amplifier is? An amplifier takes a soft And it makes it as loud as you want. Push that little knob up. Mary understood it does not matter what our circumstances are. We are supposed to be joyful amplifiers for God. We're supposed to use our life to amplify what the Lord has done for us. Very big degree Mary. Didn't agree seminary, wasn't even a teacher. She was just a very small town girl from a poor family who had quiet, faithful life. But God chose this small town girl to be His amplifier to announce to the world that the Savior had come. Savior had come for all of mankind. It doesn't matter to God. He will use and bless those who are faithful regardless how society sees them. It doesn't matter how much money we do or we don't have. It doesn't matter if we say Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays. It doesn't matter if we have a Christmas tree or if we don't have a Christmas tree or if we even. Have Is us being faithful to him as Father and showing others the love and the joy and the grace that we as his children have been shown.
1: Remember, Mary
0: was also celebrating in a culture that did not understand Christmas, but she understood, and that's what made the difference. Mary understood to overcome things that make us anxious worry about, it. we must remember what God has already been done for us, and we must be thankful for it. Mary refused to be a victim. Now, her situation was still very serious. Nothing had changed. She still wasn't sure what was going to happen. That was still the same, but what had changed was how Mary saw this. She was praising God in spite of what she was going to face. She was praising God because she knew God had helped and kept his promise to Abraham. And she believed and trusted God would exalt her in his blessings. And guess what? She did. The last point. Mary understood what God was doing for her and what he is doing for us today. Remember in verse his mercy is for those who fear Him from generation to generation. You know what the good news is? We, and our children, and our children's children, and our grandparents, and our great-grandparents, we are the generation after generation. As the gospel story the Mary it also has happened to those before us. It happens to us, and it will happen to those that come after us. We all start as a humble, a poor in spirit, but then we say yes to God. Yes, let it be your will, whatever is thine word, and then we also become highly favored. Our life also. How can we have a Merry Christmas? And you spell this any way you want. That's how you have a Merry Christmas. (laughs) And you can spell it any way you want to. One, we need to be amplifiers of God's grace and joy and love to a society that does not understand Christmas. They don't know Christ so they don't understand Christmas. We need to show them this. Not just speak it and say it, but show it and live it. Let our joy come forward. We need to remember and be thankful for what Christ has already done for us. And we need to focus on the joy of what Christ will do for us throughout all eternity. Now I know some of you were thinking, well maybe that sounds real good, but that's a lot harder to do than to just say, as Gabriel, the angel Gabriel told Mary, nothing is impossible with God. So what I want us to do, when we leave these doors, I want us to live, not only the Advent season, but the rest of our lives be examples of joy from Christ. Showing them the peace that we have in Christ. When we do these things, we will have Merry Christmas all year long. We pray for you. Please? Father God, we thank you so much for your blessings. We thank you so much for all that you have given us, but especially for your Son. It is only through our Lord Jesus that, that we can understand the depth and the richness of what you have blessed us with. Oh, God, let us not just keep this to ourselves. Lord Jesus, we pray that as we leave these walls, as we go about our way, whether it's shopping or being with family or just going back home, whoever we see in whatever way we can, let us live out our life in joy before others. Let them see, let them witness what a joy filled, merry Christmas looks like. And we give all praise and we give all honor to you. Amen. Amen. Will you put these rocks as we sing our song of the stars? Go tell it on the mountain. Say, Jesus is the one here your you. This church and serving God faithfully for over two years. But they wanted to come and make it official this morning. And coming from another denomination, it's my responsibility to be glad to ask them if you would confess Jesus Christ as your Savior and your Lord. If, so? if you have been baptized in this state, so we have. We also, and I'll remind you that when you join Methodist Church, we ask you to consider and pray and make a commitment. High biblical servant. That is when you establish and come the church with your prayers, with your presence, with your gifts, with your service, and with your witness. Your soul wants your witness. To remind you, we all like that. And again, that's all good. Pray for the church, coming and being with God's people, serving God, witnessing for God. Remember the commitments that you make. Don't let that last come ahead. This, this side here my I'm you all to stay down here if you wanna come and greet them and uh, give them a hug and uh we welcome